This is the First and 30 Podcast, the podcast that gives you the cliff notes of all of the NFL news without all the bullshit. Today is Monday, October 18th, 2021, and I'm joined as on the line as always by Keith and Drew. We got through another weekend, relatively unscathed. We went 8-5, uh, and five, about to go 9-5 and five on the week. Um, not terrible. All three of us had the same record. Drew, you came out feeling a little, a little uh, in the dumps, though. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, for the second straight week, I was one team away from hitting over $1,000 in bets. Actually, $2,000 in bets this weekend. So this one really hurt thanks to the Cleveland Browns, and I should have known better. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling real bad, and then I just went and saw the James Bond movie today, and I'm feeling even worse. So uh, <laughs> it was that bad. That we get it was that bad. And I'm hoping to get to week seven uh, in a little bit of a mood here once uh, I, I shake off the rust or the or the cloud after a couple days here. Right on, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so the Panthers Panthers broke my heart this weekend. I think that I think I'm officially done with them. Um, the Lions, Keith and I jumped all over them thinking we had something, and then Keith, you know, it was the Lions. Lions got a lion. They yeah. are a, yes, they uh, are. a real venison animal every once in a while, you know what I mean? <laughs> they really um, are. Yeah, we had some, a lot of the games we were looking forward to this weekend kind of crapped out on us, and then yeah. we had a, real, a lot of surprise, really tight games, and a couple of them didn't go our way, but I think for the most part, we did a pretty decent job breaking it down. Yeah, I, I think we were... We were there. Your team got a win over Drew's team. That game was the game of the day. Um, started the day off with a crap fest in, in London that we were all on the wrong side of. So if you're keeping track, London games pick opposite of what we pick. Um, but we will get into all of the breakdowns of all the games, and we'll do that with the Dolphins-Jags right after Bounce. This. If you got my fucking back, then just say, Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team. All right, we're going to do the recap of uh, all the Sunday games. Miami-Jacksonville started the day off, and we knew we were in for a long day. Um, Dolphins jumped out to an early 10-0 lead, and then let the Jaguars get back into it, and the Jaguars ended up winning. Some terrible play calling in this game. The Dolphins made some terrible decisions. Um, I didn't feel like the Jaguars wanted to win the game, but it, you know, and you look at uh, Urban Meyer on the sideline, and he doesn't look like he looks—he doesn't look like a coach. He's just kind of standing there, just like making all these like half-assed like moves with his hands and stuff. He just kind of looks like he's uh, walking in the park. That's really got all I got away with this the game. The Dolphins are terrible. They could have been zero and six if they didn't get that win in Week One against New England. So they're in bad shape. Drew, did you watch much of this game? I did. Um, it was the one game that I could watch because I was at work and we had, we had it on in the bar, and so I, I did keep tabs on it. Uh, I was excited to see the Dolphins get up to a ten nothing lead since we picked the Dolphins, but I knew better to to rest my my laurels on that. And um, the Jaguars they came back in that game. I thought Lawrence actually played half decent. He threw for over three hundred yards in that game. Yep. Um, Tua was his first game back in a little bit. He actually didn't look terrible in fact the first couple drives that he that Tua had he looked really good in fact um he just doesn't throw the ball with much velocity and mm-hmm. I don't know he just they, they, they're just not a good football team neither one of these is a good football team somebody had to win I was surprised to see the first field goal by Jacksonville like sneak in there that thing was curving outwards and all of a sudden like I don't know a gust looked of wind like, came looked and threw like it right back in. it was wild but yeah. um yeah, Jacksonville just hung in there enough to get their first win. Um, I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence. We'll see if that like snowballs for them. I'm, I'm sure it won't, but I just <laughs> want to know where I can send my resume in right now to uh, get a head coaching job like Urban Meyer because I can surely just do a bunch of hand gestures on the sideline. Hell, I'll fucking cheer and be a cheerleader. Pay me <laughs> millions of dollars to do that. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, there you go. Keith, um, I mean the Dolphins. The Dolphins are they one of the worst teams in the NFL? And they don't have a number one pick last next year. It's with the Eagles. Yeah, they're, they're certainly trending in that direction. We've got a lot of bad teams. They're they're in the running here. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think Drew said it best. Somebody had to win this game, and it turned out to be Jacksonville. Uh, 
James Robinson did get in the end zone, which was nice. Uh, we thought that we were going to see Trevor Lawrence turn the ball over a couple times, and that just didn't happen. Didn't happen. So uh, he kept the turnovers down, and I think that's kind of what helped them win the game. Uh, I thought Tua looked pretty good there to begin the game. I think we were texting back and forth saying how the offense looked a lot better with him back in there. And then mm-hmm. after the first couple drives, it all kind of fell apart. <laughs> yep. Tua, Tua threw the pick, and you know, in a tight game like that where you know it's going to be close at the end, you just – can't do those types of things yeah he sucks man and the and the dolphins are in so much trouble because they picked him over herbert and they don't have a pick next year this team's in so much so much trouble it's it's crazy how far they fall they went from people early in the beginning of the season talking about a playoff team and now they could be one of the top one of the top five picks that the eagles will have it's pretty crazy um packers bears started this game at like the Bears started off looking pretty decent, um, and then Aaron Rodgers just owned them, and he had that I own you quote, which I fucking hate him, and if I was a Bears fan, I would really fucking hate him, but he does. He fucking took care of business against the Bears, and the Packers are 5-1, and one, and week one was just a preseason game because this team looks strong as hell. Keith, what are your thoughts on the Pack going forward? Yeah, I was... I was kind of surprised. They kind of kept Rodgers at bay in this game. He didn't throw yep. for a ton of yards. Devontae Adams, they kept under wraps. He only caught the ball four times. Um, but they, they rushed the ball for over 150 yards, which was surprising to me. Uh, they really have a really nice flow going with Aaron Jones and getting A.J. Dillon involved now as well. So yep. I was I was kind of surprised at the way the, the offense was held down a little bit. But I was happy to see, uh, see Khalil Herbert. Yeah, I was going to say, your, your boy Khalil Herbert. Yeah. And he had a Big second. T- he had a second touchdown taken back. Yeah, nullified on a holding penalty. So, um, good win for Green Bay. A tough division win going on the road there, playing in in uh, Soldier Field. So, uh, they're looking good going forward here. Yeah, they really are, and they haven't they haven't had the toughest schedule. I think they've got a couple tougher games coming up in the next few weeks. But um, yeah, they're cruising along. Drew, um, from a fantasy perspective, with uh, um justin fields do you trust him uh starting at a quarterback in fantasy i mean not really he's not he's just not doing enough right yeah. at the moment for he's him he's got to, the rushing a little bit but he's got a little bit but you know i think Nagy almost wants him to keep that at bay sometimes i, I yeah. wonder but uh, no i don't i mean if you're desperate and you really have nobody if you don't have a top 12 quarterback in a 12-man league then yeah justin fields I'd probably start, but I'm starting other guys over top of him right now. I just mm-hmm. there's a lot of good quarterback play in the NFL right now. In fact, that seems to be the buzz these days, and which is why going forward this week at least, I'm going to be picking just the best quarterbacks to win the game because I it's just the quarterback right now is, and, and I mean it always been a part of the game, but it's so centered around them and what and if the quarterback plays well that game, that's usually the team that's winning. So. Um, no, I, I don't really trust him going forward. Um, but the Bears, they showed me what I thought they were going to show me. The better team did. The, the better team did win. Uh, yep. Green Bay is the better team. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a stellar, stellar day, um, but he did enough to, to to get the W. I'm Green Bay going forward. I do like, but I don't think they're they're a top three in the NFC. I really don't. I think you know. Cardinals are a better team than they are. Rams are a better team than they are. The Bucks are a better team than they are, and so um, they're going to be they'll be playoff worthy because they're going to win the division because the division just sucks. But I, I'm not high on them to go deep in the playoffs this year. Yeah, that they'll they always seem to have those inflated records, and they get to the playoffs and they deflate very quickly. Um, the Bengals Lions game. Well, this went way different than I was hoping it would go. I thought this was going to be kind of a fun, close game. You know, Keith and I both <laughs> crazily jumped on the Lions like a fucking bunch of lunatics, and then they promptly came out and got their doors blown off. Joey B looked fucking crazy, and I mean, he is legit, Drew. I I think he looks fucking solid. He really does, and he's spreading the ball around, which is really, really a good indicator that he's got the playmakers around him to to, to make plays, and he certainly is. I mean, with uh, Kyle Uzma and um, Mixon having a good day out of the backfield. Yep. He's, and, and let's talk, talk about the rookie of the year candidate and Jamar Chase. The dude is just having a stellar, stellar, stellar. He is 
this year's version of Justin Jefferson. He's also the offensive version, in my opinion, of Trayvon Diggs. Like, he's just he's just a standout, man. And when you can rely on that connection, it's going to help you win some games. Um, Bengals are surprising a lot of people. I don't think there's anybody in the world right now of sports who don't think that the Bengals are playing better than their expectations. Uh, they are um, going forward – you know they're going to win some games. It's crazy. I think they are second in that division behind Baltimore. Yep. I would have never thought. I would have never thought. Browns that. are in last place right now. That. Yeah, but they're earning it. I mean, they're, they're, nobody's giving them them game. They're earning the games. They're playing decent defense when they need to. And Joe Burrow is finding his finding his receivers and he's making accurate throws. And he's being a leader on that team. Uh, it just sucks that he's a part of the Bengals because the front office of the Bengals is notoriously been a mess and probably will always be a mess. They're not going to be a, a franchise like um, like New England or, or anybody like, or, or Pittsburgh who just has a good front office behind them. And that's a shame for Joe, Joey B because he's got some talent. Yes, he does. Yeah, Keith, um, speaking of people who don't have talent, Jared Goff and the Lions, do you think we're going to ever jump on that bandwagon again? It's going to take a really, really shitty opponent for me to pick the Lions again. That's that's two this year. That's enough. Uh, yep, you had your two fill. Two the first six weeks. What am I doing here? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we, we really like how they had been playing so far this season. They were yep. in just about every game, and we jumped on them right at the wrong time because this is the first time in a while they haven't been there at the end. So, yeah. Um, just really – I feel so bad. You just want him to take that next step, and it's just not going to happen here. It's not going to happen this year, that's for sure. Jerry Goff's just not the guy to lead him to the promised land here. Um, Really missing Stafford probably (laughs) at this point in the season. Hey, man, maybe maybe they just pack it in and just lose out and take a quarterback. Yeah, the problem is next year's QB class isn't looking too promising either. So um, definitely expected a lot more out of them this week. Uh, sorry that I jumped on the bandwagon. Maybe, maybe on the curse here. I don't know. But <laughs> well, you're uh, not the only one, man. Colin Cowherd and Joy Taylor and uh, I mean, yeah, it's Phil Sims. They were all thinking that was going to be an upset. So you're not the only one. Yeah, it just felt like a good spot for a letdown for Cincinnati more than yeah. anything. Yeah, and but... I think Joe Burrow and that team really rose to the occasion. That's a team that we were excited about before the season started, mm-hmm. and it's good to see them have the success that they have uh, so far. Yeah, man, they they definitely look good. And with the way the AFC looks right now, I mean, they're going to be in good position to to get snag a wild card, in my opinion. I mean, they have some suspect coaching like Zach Taylor does some questionable things. But I mean, there's really not a lot of good teams. You're talking like, yeah, there's some garbage in the AFC. There's the bottom bottom team could potentially be the Bengals, Um, the Texans, Colts, the Colts now all of a sudden are looking good um i mean they did play the texans but the texans have hung hung with people this season drew you were actually jumping on the texans minus 10 or plus 10 and uh man that that was done pretty quickly yeah it it certainly was um which was a little bit of a, a surprise to me i thought texans had more fight in them than that but to uh the colts credit man they played they played a good game Johnson Taylor got gone. You hit that one as a stud. He was an absolute yeah. monster this week again. Um, yeah, and I got to eat some of my words. I really do. I, I haven't been on Carson Wentz. Uh, I've been bashing the dude, but this is his third straight game of over 300 yards and a passer rating over 100. So um, he's as long as he plays – and he didn't have any turnovers. So as long as he plays playing like that – Probably playing better than Tannehill right now Man, in his last two game stretch. Ty was back going going deep. I mean, yeah. yeah so I, I am a little worried at this point about my 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 Titans pick going forward because it does seem like they are hitting their stride and they have a well rounded defense and with um, with uh, Leonard and, and and the cornerbacks who are, who are taking the ball away and if as long as Carson Wentz can keep doing what he's doing and not and not throw the ball away and just pound the rock with Taylor, uh, they're going to have a, um, a shot at winning this division. So oh. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, dude. They, so they play the – they host the Niners next week. The Titans host the Chiefs. The end of next week, the uh, the Colts and Titans are going to be tied atop the division. So it went from uh, the Colts being dead and buried to it's going to be – both teams are going to be three and four in, a, in a, like yeah. seven days. So, yeah, I'm not, not too excited. Keith – 
is this is the team that you were thinking was going to be starting the season off, correct? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that they waited so long to get going here. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get excited about a team at two and four, but the way that they've showed the last couple of weeks, um, definitely liking that. Wentz not turning the football over, getting Jonathan Taylor going and playing good defense. That's I've said it three weeks in a row, I think. Um, but you know, even in that game yesterday, Jonathan Taylor only had two carries at halftime. Yeah, like. <laughs> What are you doing? You have this guy. You have the offensive line. You're playing the Texans. Just jam it down their throats. Um, but yet he only ended up with 14 carries. But he o- averaged over 10 yards a carry. Ended up with 145 yards and like, two tutties. That's a guy that you need to get the football to, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, having Ty Hilton back yesterday definitely added an extra element. Although it looked like he got hurt once again at some <laughs> point during that game. I didn't um, see that. Paris Campbell makes a big play. He gets hurt. Like, <laughs> so he's Wentz is going to be back to being down some weapons on the outside, but definitely a good win for them. And you know, Texans just continue to skid here. Yeah, poor Texans. Uh, you know, uh, they they have some fight in them with they, if they have Tyrod, but Davis Mills. I mean, he looks completely. I actually, you know, picked him up after his performance against the Pats. I didn't start him in a league. I'm in a two-quarterback league where I've got a bunch of garbage at quarterback, so I picked him up, and I was glad that I didn't try and start him. However, I started Jared Goff. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm, in a, I'm in like uh, hell when it comes to this two-quarterback league. Um, okay, Rams-Giants. I got to admit on this one, I thought this was going to be closer. I thought the Giants had a little bit more in them. It started off, it took the Rams a little bit of time to get going, but then they fucking just pushed the Giants' shit in. They ended up winning 38-11, which is the first time that score has ever happened. So um, that was a cool thing. But, yeah, um, Stafford and the Rams just kept chugging. Keith, um, Rams, strong team. Giants, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I think Jabril Cox uh, hit the reset switch on Daniel Jones because he threw three (laughs) interceptions in this game after he was doing pretty well protecting the ball before that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Stafford threw four touchdowns. The Giants turned the ball over four times. That's just kind of the story of this game. They were just uh, didn't like this matchup for the Giants from the start, and the Rams were just playing at a much higher level. I think they played some really tough competition coming into this game, so I think this was a nice nice little game for the Rams to kind of get back on track. Um, uh, one thing, freaking Kadarius Tony. <laughs> I said temper expectations, but I didn't expect him to go out of the game right away. Dude had three catches for 66 yards on the first drive, and then he's in the locker room and ruled out like before I even get to see the scores. Um, but, yeah, just good game for Daryl Henderson. Uh, Cooper Cup continues to absolutely destroy uh, fantasy leagues from the inside out. And people that are drafted Robert Woods are probably kicking themselves because they're drafted probably right next to each other. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I've got Robert Woods in the league. I, me and Drew, but me and Drew both raise our hands. Yeah, Ugh, that's a, that's a shitty one. Drew, Bobby Trees and Cooper Cup. They, that team yeah. is solid, man. They, they are solid. I they did exactly what I expected them to do. Um, yeah, Jabril Cox. He definitely he, he what he did to Daniel Jones is basically this. Daniel Jones is a tape recorder, a tape that you put into your your stereo, and the fucking thing just eats your all your tape up, and you can never play it again. That's just what happened. <laughs> is Daniel it 1994 Jones. right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you're not getting that tape back. Dude, you looked awful. He returned back to the old <laughs> Daniel Jones ways of throwing interceptions and fumbling and bumbling. It, it was a mess for the Giants and. Uh, yeah, the Rams just kept the pedal to the metal, man. They didn't care that they were beating the shit out of them. They just kept doing their thing. And, um, yeah, they, the Rams are a very good football team. Uh, the Giants are not. This was not a hard game to bet on, um, to pick. So, yeah, that just is what that is. The, the Rams, they, they were just getting prepared this week to play Detroit next week. You know, they just yeah. wanted to, you know, get back on to – some kind of level and, and get the coordination back so that when they go play the Lions, they can not put up 38 points, but 58 points. Yeah. I think that's something I want to file away for future weeks. Like, uh, you know, a lot of teams will let will get up big and then kind of let the other team back in. The Rams do not do that. When they're up, they yeah. just keep fucking, you know, they keep yep. throwing deep. So that's something to kind of stash away with them and, like, 
giving a lot of points. That's that's something we should we should remember for the coming oh, weeks, sure. including this week. But we'll discuss that game on Friday. Um, next game, Chiefs Red or the Redskin Potatoes and the Chiefs. Um, you know, I don't think the Chiefs have it this year at all. I think, I mean, they get clicking once in a while, but when they're, you know, they were down in this game early at one point and then you know it was like 13 10 for a long time and then uh you know Mahomes got going eventually but they're not gonna they're not the same team they were last year and that defense is just so bad it's just that they were lucky that they faced you know the potatoes who couldn't seem to do anything right and Drew do you have the same feelings with the Chiefs do you think that they're still lingering as a contender or do you think they're they're cooked uh, not as a contender in terms of winning a Super Bowl, but I definitely believe that they can slip into this uh, wild card spot. I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes. It's quite annoying though that he's looked upon as like the baby goat and never. It, it, he doesn't seem to ever get criticized for like the terrible, terrible mistakes that he makes because he somehow makes up for him in the end. But that's because he's got great playmakers around him. Uh, and he's got a great coach in Andy Reid, but he plays reckless, and th- that is going to get catching you up to him, man. Against, right against good teams, that is going to get you burnt. So I don't think they're going to be Super Bowl contenders this year. I think they sneak in as a wild card. I still think the Chargers are a better football team, even though Chargers. We'll get into them later, but I don't. I don't know. I just don't, I don't trust them, and I don't think you can with the defense they have. They had a defense that could keep them in ball games a little bit better, and Mahomes was just playing average like he is right now. Yeah, I would. I would feel a lot better about that, but they're not. And Mahomes is playing reckless. The offense isn't clicking really. They have no run game whatsoever, and the defense is abysmal. Yep. Yeah. The that that defense is just so bad. Um, and it's just the the team that I'm also ashamed or sad of for this game is you know as much as the Redskin potatoes got the uh, karma opened up on them Keith you you were really on this team to start the year uh, they were they finished last year so strong and you know that defense has just gone completely to shit. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what happened to the defense between the end of last year and this year, but it, they did a complete 180. Yeah. Um, I just the way that they were built to play this year. And a lot of it hinged on that defense being good. And yeah, it's just yep. <laughs> it's just not panning out that way. They just don't have the firepower on offense to get into a game like this with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean the Chiefs got away with it here. I think they get up against some better teams. It's just not going to stick. But yeah, the, the football team's got um, Antonio Gibson, and he is freaking awesome. And they decide not to use him. He's hurt, banged up. Um, Terry McLaurin didn't get involved in this game. Just stupid stuff. You, you got to utilize the guys that you have. Taylor Heineke didn't play well. It just, I don't know, just all around shitty performance from the team. Yeah, and to not be able to take advantage of the Chiefs defense, which is terrible, and you can you can expose them over the top. That should be all the potatoes need to look at and be like, yeah, we're we're not making it. We're not going anywhere this year. Speaking of teams that may not be going anywhere this year. The Carolina Panthers, I, I really wanted to hitch my wagon to them. They were my kind of like dark horse to start the season team. And, yeah, I mean, they they kind of fucking uh, honey-dicked us at the end of that game. You know, they uh, started coming back. They had that long drive. They started at their own four-yard line. And then the Vikings get the ball in the overtime and just drove right down the field and scored a touchdown. I mean, that defense that like, that was the position you want to be in. If you're the Panthers, your defense is your supposed to be your strong point and Vikings just walk right down the field on them. Uh, Drew, are you jumping off that bandwagon with me? Uh, yeah, 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 just, Yeah. I just was so (laughs) disappointed. The Vikings in that final drive, it just looked like they were playing practice pitch and catch. On, on, I don't know. Maybe the Panthers are just completely tired. I don't know. But I can't trust Sam Darnold enough to to get Mm -mm. him into games Mm -mm. right now, even though Sam did put a winning drive together technically to get him back into that game. But at the same time, they're not utilizing Anderson – there is no Christian McCaffrey, and it's obviously it's hurting them tremendously. It, it, it seems to be a problem, but their you know their strong suit was that defense, and they just they give up that many points to the freaking Vikings, who couldn't put up more than seven points the week before. 
uh, was really, really infuriating. And I and it, and it just comes down to this: I cannot trust Carolina. They seemed like frauds at this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, we look back on the teams they beat, and they beat bad teams. So now that they're starting to play some some. Competition, competition that's maybe yeah. up around them they're not doing well and they're not handling it well either um and they're gonna have to take a deep dive look and, and try to change things up going forward but i yeah it's hard for me to trust them at this point uh when they have to play anybody decent yeah it's it, it is gonna be really hard to trust them playing somebody decent and they had a ton of drops too like i i was in and out on that game, and like Robbie Anderson had a couple really easy passes that he dropped. DJ Moore on that last drive, the first play of the drive, they had like they had him deep yeah. fifty yards right in his hand, dropped right out of his hand. Yep. So they're not helping Darnold out, but still, I just you know they just do not look like they have it. Keith, you've you're the person on this pod that's kind of in Kirk Cousins' corner. Do you think that uh, Kirk Cousins and and the Vikings can get on a roll here and uh, be a legitimate playoff contender? I don't know, man. We all thought this game was going to be close. Both these teams are just so hot and so cold. They, yeah. The, the Vikings the Vikings offense got off to a good start this season, and then the last couple of games they just went completely cold on us. And then in this game, you know, they put up the points with the added overtime and all that. But Kirk Cousins looked really good. Mm-hmm. Threw for over 370 yards and three touchdowns in this game and looked a hell of a lot better than his counterpart there, Sam Darnold. So yep. they just they have a lot of weapons, and if if – Cousins can just play within the game and not make the big mistakes in the big games. I think they're in good shape. Um, I still think their defense is a little bit of a liability. Um, Dalvin Cook had a monster day after I said he was going to be held down by this <laughs> Carolina defense. But, yeah, that's the, kind of like Washington. The biggest disappointment here is the defense of Carolina. Mm-hmm. They, they started off so well, but I guess it was the level of competition. We've seen a lot of teams and had this conversation about a lot of other teams too so far. Yeah. Yeah, we have. And – yeah, they just could be – there's a lot of teams that are in, like, this this Panthers-Vikings area as far as how good they are, and it, it's just going to be – it's tough to pick how each team is going to zig and zag each week because they're all so close, I think. Um, the final 1 o'clock game, this one, you know, Keith and I were on the Ravens and uh, Drew was on the Chargers, but this one was not close even from the start. Keith, the Ravens – I mean, Lamar Jackson looks like – he looks like MVP all day long. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, dude's got it going right now, right? He's really taking his team and put him on his back and, and kind of carrying him here. So oh, for sure. I was just, I, when we picked this game, I thought it was kind of a coin flip when we were going through the games here. So having guys on both sides of it didn't really surprise me. But I, I had no – no expectation that the Ravens were going to blow them out like this. Uh, they're just a really hot team right now. They're at home. I think the Chargers kind of caught them at the wrong time, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I think the story here is how good the, the Ravens' defense showed up, Yeah. to be honest with you. Yep. Um, they looked a hell of a lot better yesterday than they have through much of the season so far. They got a lot of pressure on Herbert and forced him into an uh, interception there. So I think the big story was the defense there. And if, if Lamar can keep playing like that and the defense starts to show up, this is going to be a dangerous football team going forward. Yes, they are, man. I mean, the Chargers are no joke, and they just fucking absolutely, they dad-dicked them, dude. Like, they fucking just whipped it out and just were swinging it around. It was fucking ridiculous, man. Um, Drew, you were all on uh, Herbert at the start of this game. Do you think this was more the Ravens' defense, or did Herbert kind of sputter a little bit here? I I think it's a little bit of both. I got to give Ravens the credit. Um, The the plus side for for the chargers all year long has been able to protect herbert and giving him time and he didn't have that much time this this week so uh hats off to the ravens for having a good game plan and 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 showing out Uh, that whole squad really 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 played well and the ravens continue just to impress me they're like the most banged up team in the nfl but it don't matter they just keep finding ways to win and i think it has a lot to do with lamar being Remarkable. I think yep. he um, he's just been unbelievable, right? Like he's definitely, in my opinion, the front runner right now as the MVP, followed by Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, and then Dak. That's that's mm-hmm. my that's my voting right now at, at week six, and he is just showing out, man. And as long as he keeps playing like this, I'm going to be picking a lot of Ravens going forward. I have 
I have no problem doing that, and I have confidence that they'll probably go deep into the playoffs with this team. They just seem to be clicking on all cylinders. Their their play calls seem to be right, and and uh, Lamar is throwing the ball well. Like, yeah, man, he really had good. Like sixty yards rushing, I guess. At a, and then the team only had sixty eight yards rushing the whole game, so. That tells me that Lamar is throwing the ball really, really well, and which he is. And him and Mark Andrews, which I said Mark Andrews would have a good game um, this week because uh, Najoku had a good game against um, the Chargers. It happened. He had a great game. Mark Andrews and uh, Jackson have a really, really good rapport. Hollywood Brown needs to stop dropping balls, though, in the end zone, man. They, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, missing, they're missing a lot of – a lot of points from that guy this year because uh, Lamar's finding them. But, yeah, very impressive win. I was certainly hoping – oh, my God, I was certainly hoping that it would at least been a good game. Yeah, um, because that was a dud. The marquee, the marquee had it had it boosted up all week long, and then it was a complete letdown. And it's not even about me picking the chart. It's just like it wasn't a good game. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to it. It was a game of the week I was looking forward to, and it was a complete shit fest. So – that was disappointing, but give give my hats off to the Ravens. They're rolling. Yeah, and the thing that's really impressive with the Ravens, and again, I say this is like they are my least favorite team in the NFL, like least favorite team in the NFL. But I mean, for a team to lose all of the players they lost in preseason and still be this dominant, I mean, yeah, got to give them a ton of credit, man. That's that doesn't. There's not a lot of teams that, that do that. And, uh, yeah, it makes me nervous as a Ravens hater because they are – they're solid. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then come back with the 4 p.m. recap and the primetime recaps right after this. Okay, moving into the 4 o'clock slot, this game, um, I had this one circled at the start of the week as I thought this was going to be a fun one. Arizona just kicked the shit out of the Browns. I mean, this one wouldn't have been even close at all if it weren't for that Hail Mary to end the end of the first half. Um, you know, Baker got banged up even more. You know, Kareem, Kareem the Dream went down. And, yeah, the, this, one, uh, this one was ugly, and Arizona looks really fucking hot. Keith, um, man, Cardinals, how, how good are they looking? Yeah, super surprised. Well, again, we were looking forward to this one being one of the good ones this week yeah. and another fucking blowout. Um, but, yeah, we talked about a lot of reasons why we thought the Cardinals were going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. And one of we never mentioned that they were the worst team. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we tried to come up with a lot of excuses to feel better about our Browns pick, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the shoulder injury wasn't really holding Kyler back that much because he threw for four touchdowns in this game. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he, he, did only, he only ran the ball seven times, but he only gained six yards. So I, I didn't see a whole lot of this. So I don't, I'm sure he was probably ducking a lot of hits in this game, but... Yeah, I didn't expect this at all coming out of this team. And something we haven't talked about for a couple weeks is how good the Cardinals' defense can be. Uh, I think they really showed up here. I don't know if it's more of a product of them or Baker Mayfield. Every other week syndrome, I don't know what his issue is. He can get up for those games against the Chargers and then come back and look like this. But, yeah, just a very pitiful performance from our Brownies in a game that we thought they could really take advantage of the situation. You know, the Cardinals didn't have their head coach. I guess Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter. Uh, we matter. thought Kyler thought Kyler was going to be banged up. They had some other COVID issues. They were missing uh, the anchor on their offensive line and Rodney Hudson, and it just it didn't matter. So uh, they definitely got their doors blown off. And I think it's time to kind of start looking at the Browns and see. And do we really are they as good as we think they are? Like where are they going to head this season? Yeah, it does seem like they could start spiraling because I mean they're three and three, and I mean. Yeah, they, they didn't look good yesterday, and now they're well, last they a, place in their division. They lost a lot of players yesterday, and they yep. have to turn around and play Thursday night this week. So that yeah. is not a good position for them to be in. we got to pick that game at the end, end of this. I don't know who the fuck I'm going to pick yet either. So, uh, Drew, um, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, the, you, were, you were the most sick about picking the Browns in this one. Um, what, what were your thoughts there? Well, uh, I watched this movie the other night for the first time with Daniel Craig because I wanted to 
just watch Daniel Craig movies because I'm to prepare for Bond, I guess. But I watched this movie called Cowboys and Aliens. Fucking crazy <laughs> movie. Pretty good movie, actually. I kind of enjoyed it. And there's this one scene in the movie where a preacher gets stepped on by this alien, and all of a sudden the alien just rips the guy's fucking heart out of his chest. That was yesterday for me as I watched the Browns in complete disarray uh, because I had, a, I had a lot of money on the Browns because they were a, a, a good bet in terms of like payout and such, and they just completely killed me. Uh, and not seeing the signs before the game, I'm just – it's all my fault. I, I just should have – I should have known better. Kyler is de- definitely better quarterbacking than uh, Baker Mayfield. I had said this earlier on the previous podcast that if you have to put the ball in Baker's hands and and trust that he can get the job done for you, they're going to lose every single time. They're, that's just not who they are. They're yeah. not that guy. Baker, you're not that guy, bro. All right? Um, they're a running team first, and then they rely on their defense, and neither showed up yesterday. Uh, Kareem, the dream, didn't have uh, a, a great day. He obviously got hurt. Uh, they were out with Nick Chubb, but more importantly, they were out their best two tackles, and it showed. Arizona absolutely demolished them at the line of scrimmage, and Baker was running for his life all game long. And Odell's dropping balls, and it's, it was just ugly. And I, I will say this, Carolina, um, Arizona, they are what they are right now. I think we're we're trying to be reluctant and, and, and not trusting them, but I think we have to. If you look at the stats, they're, they're a top five team in every freaking yep. statistical category. Every yep. category, they're top five. Um, so that's really saying something. So when I watch Kurt, Kyler, he, he, he's like a, a nice pair of titties. <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't know what's so great about them and so nice about them, but just looking at them, you know that they're nice. It, they're, they're, they're just full and voluptuous. And that's how I, I see Kyler. You just watch him play, and you just know that he's nice, that he's a good player. Same with Lamar, both of them. They're the yeah. left and the right titty. They're just – you look at them, like, oh, they're very nice. You, you don't know – you can't put your finger on them. You don't know why, but they just are. And so you can't put your forward, finger on them, actually. Uh, they're obviously the only undefeated team in the league right now, and uh, they're looking really good, just like a nice pair of titties. Right on, and, and we just both lost. We just lost both of our female listeners, <laughs> and they're gone. Very misogynistic, yeah. I know it's yeah. We live in a rough world right now. That, My that, apologies. That part aside, um, the uh, the Cardinals are going to be seven and zero, dude. Like I think I think that's the weirdest thing. It's just the fact that like it's the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals shouldn't be the the last remaining undefeated team. A team that like it, it just doesn't seem right, you know. It's just like it's bizarro weird. world. And we gotta we gotta take the fact that it's the uh, that it's the Cardinals and just put that to the side and just look at them without the name Cardinals because, yeah, they're they're solid. So of all the games that we picked yesterday, this one this was one of the ones that got me the most sick. All of us being on the Broncos, and this one wasn't a game, you know, from the start. The Broncos are terrible. Um, they are what we had discussed they would they were um, they had a nice easy slate of three games to start the season and now that they've actually been playing good teams they're just terrible they've had some injuries that have hurt them but I think Vic Fangio is a terrible coach he should be the next coach that uh, is fired if it's not Urban Meyer um, and yeah there's nothing to write home about it with the Broncos and the Raiders I mean they came out. I did, they weren't affected by the Gruden thing at all, and they actually just beat the shit out of the Broncos. And yeah, the rest was history. Keith, did you? How dumb did you feel being on the Broncos? Yeah, this is a, this is another one we had as basically a coin flip. We weren't sure. Uh, I think we took the Broncos just because of the Gruden thing. Yeah, we didn't. We took. We all took the Broncos, but we didn't. We didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I said uh, in the preview that the Raiders were the better football team, but. Yep. I think it showed yesterday. Um, Derek Carr came out, played well, mistake-free football. Um, Josh Jacobs got in the end zone. Henry Ruggs got in the end zone. Um, Teddy, Teddy is not the answer there. I, no. I thought the pick should have been Drew Locke to begin the season. Um, I think he's much more prone to throw, the, push the ball downfield, and use the playmakers that they have. But Teddy missed on a lot of open receivers yesterday. Threw three touchdowns, but he threw three interceptions also. So. I just I don't like where this team is headed. They they can't decide on who they want to be their running back. And Teddy, you can't lean on Teddy. You got to be able to 
play good defense, have a good run game. They have a good defense um, on most weeks, but they don't have a, uh, that run game to lean on. You can't expect Teddy to go out there and light it up for you. Yeah, it, Teddy is definitely um, – He's. It, it's not fun to have any money on him. And, uh, yeah, like just watching that game, I was like, oh, my God. you got to be fucking kidding me. Why did I take this team? Drew, um, I'm sure you're in agreement that the Broncos are just a dumpster fire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably just overthought this game too much. Derek yep. Carr played excellent. He really did. He played back, you know, the week before he didn't play good, and I think that scared us off. Mm-hmm. Um, but he played He played excellent this week. He really, really did. He shelled out. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, unfortunately, I mean, slow, slow and steady Teddy is just too slow and too mm-hmm. steady. You know, it's the Broncos. Steady, steady, steady sucking right now. Yeah, so true they just can't generate enough offense to really stay in these games that they need to be and you can't expect your defense to just win win you every game because we don't play in a defensive league this is an offensive league offenses are winning football games right now uh the the disadvantages with all the defenses too because just how the penalties and the rule books is is it, it just hurts defenses it's just hard to play good defense in this league and so um, the Broncos do have a good defense. They're not playing like it anymore. But without that offense, as Keith was saying, with the run game and just Teddy being able to push the ball down the field, get it to the playmakers and make big plays, the Broncos just aren't going anywhere. And that's what we saw this week. Yeah, it's going to be hard to decide who we're taking in that Thursday night game because it's Broncos-Browns, two teams that I really I, I don't like the feel for either, and I don't know who I want to trust. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one here in a couple minutes. All right, so Dallas-New England, uh, this was definitely the best game of the weekend. Um, It it was a lot closer than I think we all felt it was going to be. Um, The Patriots, you know, hung with Dallas. Um, I felt like there was opportunities for Dallas to kind of put this game away in the first half, and they had some... Some calls not go their way. Some some interesting things happen in this game, but ultimately, the thing, the big takeaway with this was Dallas actually won the game. And I think in years past, this seems like a game that they would have lost. Keith, what were your thoughts there? Does this seem like a different Dallas team? Uh, I think the I think their luck is on the right side this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I like the. I just I love the way that this team is so balanced right now. Mm-hmm. I just love that um, they did a great job in this game. I thought you know. They own time of possession, yardage, they had the most plays. I mean, they did everything they needed to do in this game. I think there was a lot of wonky things that happened in this game. They kept yep. it a little bit tighter than it should have been. But, uh, yeah, definitely down the stretch there, that's that's a game that Dallas loses. And I, I've never had such a swing in emotions in my life. As when, <laughs> uh, Trayvon Diggs, I thought the game was over. Trayvon Diggs picks off another ball, takes it to the house again. And I think things are looking good. And then on the very next play, 75-yard touchdown for <laughs> the Patriots. And then we have to come back and do it all over again in overtime. But uh, it was a good, entertaining game, I thought. Um, yeah, I have a lot of opinions on this game. But I'm just glad that Dallas got out of there with the win. Right on. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely look fucking really solid. I, I like them going forward. I like all of the – they do have a ton of good playmakers. And I think Dan Quinn being – their defensive coordinator is a huge boost to their team. Like, I, I don't know. I, th- I like them a lot going forward. Drew, your boys put up a valiant effort. What are your thoughts there with the Patriots? Do you think I, – I don't know. I thought I saw, they've, they've played some of the better teams in the NFL and they've hung with them. I wouldn't I wouldn't count out the playoffs if I were you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in this sport for moral victories. <laughs> um, no Patriot fan I know is in for moral victories after what we just went through the last 20 years. Um, I'm okay with losing. Uh, I believe the, the world is a balanced place. Um, I, I strive for balance everywhere. With the losses come the wins. Um, this is how life is, and I think that's where we're at right now. Uh, you know, for Dallas, I thought they played well. I've been high on Dallas all year. This game is a game they would have lost in the past, um, and they didn't. I think the sensationalist thing to do on a Monday – um, this week is throw McCarty under the bus for for you know maybe not doing time management wise things, but at the same time, I have not seen Dallas play this well in years and years no, and years. Yeah, and years. It's been years. So we can say that it's McCarthy and not having good, 
decision making and maybe that is the case but for whatever reason this team is gelling uh, with more uh, calling the plays and him and Dak being on the same page and um, with Dan Quinn coming in and turning this defense around I, 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 I think you don't you don't do that. I, you don't need to bash McCarthy right now. He is a proven guy of winning a Super Bowl. Um, Garrett didn't win a Super Bowl, so let's just keep this talk down to a little bit. But I thought Dallas should have and would have blown the Patriots out. Uh, had a th- couple things going their way. Dak got into the end zone on that third down. Fuck you for fantasy points. <laughs> um, yeah, I was looking forward to that one. Uh, and then, you know, Dak had a pretty bad turnover in the red zone, in the end zone, where he just threw the ball behind Wilson, and it just wasn't a good throw. But other than that, Dak played extremely well. I mean, he is he is rocking and rolling this year. I love what I'm seeing. Trayvon Diggs, it seems to be having a Cinderella type of, of year. That was a bad throw by Mac Jones. It wasn't accurate. Uh, I don't blame the receiver for that one. It was out in front of him. It just wasn't where it needed to be. Trayvon Diggs got the, the interception and the pick six made my heart sink. Um, but I expected to lose this game, but I wanted to say fuck you to all the Cowboys fans out there for giving me false hope and thinking that we were actually good enough to win that game. Cause they I know, dicked you. Yeah, they did. Because deep down inside, I knew that we weren't. And I betted against them. That's because I knew they, they just weren't good enough. Um, because Mac Jones and the Patriots, they just can't put up the points when they really need to like they just they're not that team right now um and i don't know if they'll ever be with mac jones if they don't open up the playbook and let this kid blossom a little bit but either way it was a great game to watch it did give me false hope and it sucks to come out on the losing side of that but i had picked dallas going in so i i thought the better team won Yep, right on. The only thing I'll say about Dallas is when we did our, the, back on said podcast, the, like our uh, really, really early season uh, things, maybe maybe this was the year that I should have stuck with Dallas when we did our NFC previews because I was kind of like, I liked them as a dark horse, but now they fucking, they're not, yeah. they're not no dark horse. They're they're a Super Bowl yeah. Super Bowl contender, man. They're fucking solid. Hopefully Dak's uh, calf is. Oh, yeah, they're definitely better than Green Bay. They're definitely better than Green Bay. They hung with Tampa. Yeah, and I see Keith shaking his head like, "Don't talk about my team like this. Don't talk about my team like this." But they are—they're—they're le- they're legit, man. Yeah, they are. All right, last game of yesterday's slate: the Seahawks and the Steelers. Steelers started off strong, fourteen nothing. It looked like okay, this game's over. They let the Seahawks back into the game. The Steelers couldn't put it away. They wouldn't just run the ball and play defense. They just let the uh, Seahawks hang around. Now this game should have never gone into overtime. When that first off, I don't know what the fuck that they were uh, reviewing that play that DK Metcalf caught the ball and ran four yards before he fumbled it. I don't know why the fuck they were reviewing that. But even if they, even if they were reviewing it, the fact of the matter is, when you have a review and the team has no timeouts left, there's an automatic 10-second runoff at the end of that play. And even though they got a playoff and spiked it, which is an, another thing that they shouldn't even go back and review. After that review, when they realized that it was a catch, the game should have been over. That happened to the Lions three years ago. When you when a uh, team gets or when there's a review under a mi- under two minutes, and if you don't have a timeout, they'll do a 10 second runoff. That game should have been over before they allowed the Seahawks to spike the ball and then kick a field goal. Keith, conspiracy theories? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I think the officiating was just absolutely abysmal across the it was board. Abysmal. It has. It has been increasingly more and more and more visible yep. throughout the season so far. And each week, you think that this just, I mean, the NFL is just a gigantic, just, I mean, it's bigger than anything else in the world. And you would think that they would be able to figure this shit out by now. <laughs> we still don't even know what the fuck a catch is on most days. Yep. Like, it's got to get better. And the just, NFL doesn't seem to fucking care. They it don't, man. Matter. They just keep getting their they money. <laughs> They don't address it. They don't do anything to change it. Like, what are we doing? Like, these things have to be right, and it has to be at least consistent. If, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, this game, I, I fell asleep in the first half, I'll be honest with you. I woke <laughs> up and saw that the Steelers won in overtime. I was surprised that it went to overtime. Uh, I guess T.J. Watt made a humongous play in overtime, get, got the strip sack on old Geno Smith. Poor Geno. Uh, he <clears throat> let down Geno once again. Um, yeah, I just I didn't watch a whole lot of this game, but I 
yeah, I listened all day about the officiating in this one. I yeah. don't think that uh, Mike Tomlin was very happy after the game either. No, I mean, it, like I said, I've seen games in the past where that rule, it's not fair. It's not a fair rule because, like, the Seahawks didn't even initiate the challenge. But the way the rule was written is they should, the game should have just been over. It should have been like, yep, sorry, and the game's over. You don't have any more timeouts. Now, it, it's bullshit, but the NFL just seems to make up the rules as they go just to figure out how to make it. Make it more entertaining, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Drew, what were your thoughts on the Seahawks in this one? Do you think it's now time? Has the ship sailed for them as far as uh, playoffs, or do you think that there was a little bit of a glimmer of hope that they could uh, stay in the race going until Wilson gets back? Yeah, it's certainly hard when you lose in games like this, especially when that um, NFC West is so, so good. So strong, yeah. So yeah, it is very strong. So I, I, I don't I don't know. I you know I'm I'm clearly a betting man now. I, I won't put my <laughs> I won't put my money on Seattle right now because I, I don't think they can hang tough enough um, in, in, until until uh, Wilson gets back. Gino, he had a better night than Roethlisberger stat wise and everything, and but he coughed up the ball at a costly uh, costly point in the game. And it just was two bad teams. Let's just be honest. It was two bad teams. If Seattle plays anybody decent, they're, I don't think they're going to do anything. When they're giving up the most yards uh, per game than any team in the NFL, it's really hard if you don't have a shutout offense on the other side of the ball to stay in these games. And Geno is never that guy. He's not going to be that guy. And so moving forward for Seattle, I definitely do worry about them. The injuries are stacking up. Yep. They're not. Tyler Lockett had one catch last night. <laughs> yeah, you're, yep. you're like that's your dude. He had one catch last night. It was atrocious. Uh, it was yeah. It was really bad. But this game made me sick all the way around because after a rough day yesterday, I thought I'd, I'd make one last final bet, and I think the NFL knew it. Um, I think the NFL all all weekend long was atrocious. The amount of penalties in every single game was unbelievable. Hell, just in that New England game, Dallas had 12 for 130 yards of, of, of penalties in that game. Uh, and then at the way they, they botched that at the end was terrible. And I think they did that because the under was 47. I seriously, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy guy, I guess, but I'm turning into it. But seriously, the under was going to be was going to be hit. And they allowed that shenanigans to take place, allow it to go to overtime. It was sick to the stomach. Uh, we had all picked Pittsburgh just because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is probably a better quarterback than Geno, and they have, you know, better talent from every side of the ball. But, you know, Pittsburgh had a secret weapon last night. Muhammad Ali came back from the dead and decided he was going to play on the Pittsburgh's defense, and um, it paid off. One one knockout punch is what it took, and they got the ball back and won the game. And so hats off to them, but for either team moving forward, I'm just not excited about. I, I, I don't even know how to pick their games because, honestly, Steelers didn't impress me last night, and neither did Seattle. It yeah. just wasn't impressive any way around. I think just because of the the fact that the Steelers in the AFC, there's such such a drop off from the contenders in the it AFC really that, is. that I think that they can they can hang around the rest of the year. I, I mean, the, unfortunately for the Seahawks, they're just not going to be able to keep up in the NFC. Um, I think they're they're pretty much time to write them off. Um, okay, let's cover our chili ring team of the week. Um, who is the team that? bent you over a barrel and punched you in a chili ring drew you can go first uh this one's this one's just a no-brainer again for me it's the cleveland browns cost me two thousand bucks i mean i I didn't bet two thousand bucks but i had a chance to win two thousand dollars if they just won the game uh so there is no question that's whatsoever that they are my chili ring team of the year probably after this after this weekend (laughs) right on well it's funny that you say that because i'm on the browns as well with my chili ring i i I think the fact that you know i didn't lose uh, the potential of two thousand dollars on them but i lost you know i lost the faith in myself for picking them i thought they were i thought they were uh a different era in the in cleveland and this was a type of game where you know, I, I think I think the wheels are coming off, and I think they're in trouble, and that that definitely punched me in the chili ring. Keith, who who was the team that got you yesterday? 
There's something funny about Browns in the chili ring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, just immature over here. But, you know, I appreciated the efforts of all the players and coaches and teams yesterday. What I don't appreciate is a shit show fest of officiating. So the zebras are going in the chili ring for me this week. It's I like that. Fucking annoying, man. Like, just it be is. better. Be it better. Is. It is. That's all I want. Just be better. Be consistent. Fucking college football gets it right every single Saturday, and the NFL can't do it. I don't understand. You watch a college game, you barely even notice the refs are there. But NFL, they're center stage each and every fucking week, and it's you know, it's the main reason that I pay for red zone, so I don't have to watch the fucking officials all day long. I can't even sit through a regular game yeah. with the commercials and the officiating. Yeah, it's true, man. The officiating is, is at an all-time... It's just... Terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It really sucks. Up your game, NFL, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, all right, so we have one. We're, we have to cover a Thursday night game. So this one is a fucking. This is a craptastic game. This is the the first one so far this year on Thursday. Well, and actually, I don't want to say that because the Bengals Jaguars game was on Thursday night. But this one's. Uh, it looked like it was going to be better. The Cleveland Browns host the Denver Broncos. The Browns are three-point favorites at home. Whew, man, I don't know who the fuck I want to take with this. You've got banged-up Browns team. They're missing everybody. The Broncos are missing everybody. You've got Teddy Bridgewater against potentially Case Keenum or a very hobbled um, Baker Mayfield. I don't know which way I'm going to go. Drew, the Browns just bent you over a barrel and punched you in the chili ring. Do you dare take him at home against the Broncos? Well, the Broncos basically did the same thing, but maybe not as worse. So it is it is very tough. It, I actually would like to see Case Keenan play. I think that's what they need to do if they're the Browns. They, I mean, Let Baker heal. <laughs> yeah, man, he's a complete mess. I would put Case Keenum in there. He's a serviceable backup that could probably get the win against the Broncos because the thing that worries me about the Broncos is that they just can't accumulate offense. Yeah, and they stutter. They stutter out on drives, and they don't take chances. They, maybe Teddy doesn't throw the ball away as 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 many other quarterbacks did, but he just had three interceptions on Sunday. I don't expect that to happen this week, but he's still not a good quarterback in terms of just getting the win. So I would like to see Case Keenum play for the Browns. I think the Browns could win if they did so. Um, so this one's really hard for me to pick right now because I honestly don't know who's playing. I'm not, like Obviously, Kareem the Dream is out. Will Chubb play this game? I don't know. So at the moment, I'm going to make my pick, but for the love of God, nobody hold me to it because I just don't know. It's Monday, and I need more information. But just on paper, the Browns should win this game. They are at home. I'm going to pick the Browns, and I don't love it, but it's Monday. I don't know who's playing. So really don't – if any of the weeks you're going to hold me to something, don't do it this week. I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm going to go Browns as well because uh, I just don't t- trust the Broncos. I don't love either team. Um, I'm going to go Browns as well, but I'm gonna, we're going to reserve the right to uh, maybe make a switch on uh, Twitter later this week. Keith, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Are you going to make it a clean sweep on the Browns on Monday? Yeah, on Monday, I'll do it. Um, I'm sorry that I said that Jarvis Landry was going to be back last week. I fucking lied to everybody. <laughs> um, he, was, he was designated to return, but they didn't pull him off. Um, but I'm reading a report right now that he is likely to return for week seven. Uh, so that is an actual boost for this game. I'm with you guys. I think Case Keenum, I would rather see a, a healthy Case Keenum in this game than what we've seen out of Baker the last yeah. couple of weeks. They're yeah. going to be still down a couple offensive linemen and most likely probably still without Chubb and Hunt, but I just that defense is still good. Uh, the Broncos haven't shown us anything on offense, so I just I don't know. I guess the Browns too, but I'll be on I'll be on Twitter Thursday night before the game starts, making sure that we post it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll finalize it on Thursday, but yeah, for as of right now, we're all going Browns. Um, all right, guys. Well, we talked about all these games. Uh, hopefully tonight we have a good game. The Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. I'm getting ready to watch that right now. Um, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. Um, make sure to subscribe to the pod. 
Share it with your friends. Check out our social media feeds. We're on Twitter and on Instagram. Drew's always putting up all kinds of stuff on Instagram. And Keith's always got all kinds of witty things to tweet about on uh, Twitter. So make sure to check us out there. Add us up. Give us the listens. Uh, give us a rate on uh, Apple Podcasts. Whatever you can do to help us out. We love doing this. And we appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen. We will be back Friday night with our breakdown for week seven. And until then, enjoy your week, and we'll talk to you before the weekend. We out.